There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. Today we are talking Handmaid's Tale Episode 2 and joining me for Handmaid's Tale Episode 2, I have Miss Jennifer. Hello and welcome. Hi, how's everyone doing? So glad you can make it back with me. And Jennifer's going to be with me for the middle portion, well, basically the rest of the season of Handmaid's Tale. Last episode, you know, Ingrid was joining us from the Great White North, Canada, and she will come back and visit us for the finale of this. This has been insane, and like I was talking to Ingrid and Jennifer, and I have talked about this in regards to Walking Dead. This is crazy how it can mirror what's happening in the world. Oh, so closely. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Little things, and it starts to add up to really big things. It's weird. But let's give you the review we have for Birthday, which is episode two. Offred and her fellow handmaids assist with the delivery of Janine's baby, prompting Offred to recall her own daughter's birth. Offred draws closer to Offlin while dreading the secret meeting with the commander. Dun, dun, dun. Mm, yes, the commander. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, so I love that I, we got I, backstory though a little bit. Yes, we did. Um, I this series when I found out it was coming on, I'm like, oh, I better hurry up and read the book <laughs> um, because it's been on my list forever and ever. And everyone's like, oh, you have to read it. It's so good. Um, and finally, it just kind of caught up with me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch the series. I'm gonna start watching the series. And I love it. And I've also started reading the book. And <laughs> it's kind of weird that. I try to, like, pace myself, like, I'll watch the TV series, and then I'll listen up to, because I do audiobooks, I'll listen up to about the point that I'm at, and then I'll stop. <laughs> I kind of so that was Walking that Dead. Way. Yes. Um, so, so far, a very authentic um, adaptation okay. uh, to the show. Uh, of course, things have to be reordered or what have you for, for TV, because the book is basically written as a stream of consciousness, and you get these you know, times back before the the new religion started, and then you get these times where, you know, it's present day, or you get these throwbacks to when she was in the Red Center, um, and it's just all like, it's not really separated out in the book, it just kind of, you go with it, and you listen, and if you stop listening for a couple seconds, you get a little lost, but other than that, excellent book, excellent series, and crazy relevant, oh my word, so. <laughs> we did talk a little bit about how Margaret Atwood took from a bunch of different religions, Mm -hmm. and not just religions. If you look at deeper, which I understand it could be a religion, but different cults and and different politics all over, and kind of mesh it all together. And that's why you can see so much of the reality right now, which is scary because when we were growing up, we didn't have like instant news like this. Like no, there was like didn't. the morning and the evening news, and that was it. Where now it's like yeah. it's at your fingertips. It pops up on your phone, so you see like the news everything. cycle 
Yeah, the news cycle isn't even 24 hours anymore. It's like 24 minutes. It's coming at us so fast because we have social media like Twitter and Facebook and cable news and 500 different channels. And we've got our phones that we can just pull up any news story from all over the world from five different sources. It's crazy. So with everything happening as fast as it does now, and then you watch a series like Handmaid's Tale and you see kind of how things got crazy really quickly it's not a far stretch to to think to yourself oh wow maybe we should start paying a little more attention right (laughs) before we end up all dressed in red or all green (laughs) you know or you know maybe you're an aunt i i don't know um (laughs) it's just um one of those that is a cautionary tale and i think more people should watch it to be honest well i think it's funny and we'll talk about this more like much later on Yes. I am watching episode by episode. You guys are all ahead of me. So mm-hmm. I'm recording as I'm watching. So you guys have to bear with me out there and listen. Yeah, you have to be kind of the uh, spoiler police on me because I, I have watched and I'm listening. And so, yeah. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. So that too. But we've, I, I don't know. They haven't showed at this point. Shown. I'm sorry. Showed. What the heck? That's the good English. Um, <laughs> they haven't shown how it started. Like, we're getting little glimpses, mm-hmm. like this episode, Ginny. The way, yeah. They, baby, and we find out when um, Alfred, June, was pregnant. Yes. That it was only one in five births were actually healthy. Yes. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. But it kind of <laughs> and reminds then we have me the, of Children the of Men, scene too. There, yeah, where the baby is almost abducted. Mm-hmm. And just, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's just scary. I mean... Anybody out there who has had a child, I mean, there's always that fear because going in to see my nephew or my friends when they have had their babies, like they have crazy amounts of security in the maternity. Oh, yeah. They've got the armband on them and you know, they check the tags a million times and all these security systems. I remember tour- touring birthing suites when I was pregnant and they're like, we have you know, state-of-the-art security and cameras here, 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 and here. And I was like, wow, we live in a society where this is necessary? And it kind of freaks me out. Yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah, and that has to just kind of touch you as a woman who's giving birth, which I haven't, but any woman who's given birth, it's got to kind of touch you, like, deep down, like, holy crap. This Mm -hmm. has to happen because of what they're showing. Like, this woman on screen had lost her child. She was one of them that didn't make it. She was a little bit well, distraught and postpartum mm-hmm. and possibly kind of losing it because she goes, see, no, no, no. I told them that my baby was okay. And she's yep. it's like, that's not your baby. You know, June's like, that's my baby. And unfortunately, like, they go back a little bit, and it showed, what, like, nine or 12 bassinets in the maternity ward, and they were all empty. Yeah, and the nurse is kind of like, oh, we had a rough night. And there were no other babies there when she was going back for her daughter to have a bath. Because the other ones didn't make it. And that's, like, horrifying. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, we don't have that today, but wow. <laughs> right, that's just, it's just scary. And like I said, I, I may not have children, but I still see that as something that's mm-hmm. truly frightening, that if, if that many people start losing their, their babies. Oh, yeah. Like Can you imagine, especially in a world where it is so difficult to not only get pregnant, but to have a successful pregnancy up until the point where you give birth and you still might not make it? Right. Because she so, was waiting for testing to come back. Uh-huh. Yep. That just kind of shot a bolt of lightning through me. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) 
And basically, if you're listening, the women who are on the, the podcast with me, um, Ingrid and Jennifer, are both moms. So I, I'm like the outsider here. But just seeing that, it's like, wow. That just makes you think, like, what kind of people would be thinking, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the birth rates are going down. Obviously, it's because of sin and this, and then Tinder was the thing I couldn't think of last last episode. <laughs> you know, and it's like the religious zealots kind of grab on, and I've also seen it in another show I'm watching currently, you know, 12 Monkeys. Uh-huh. They grab onto the grief that all these women yes, have. they take into the fear and the grief and just the the misery, and they're like, well, it's, and and, and of course, you want it to be someone's fault. You don't want it to be your own fault, and I feel like we kind of saw that in our own society here within the last um, 12 months or so, where we we needed it to be someone's fault, and, you know, things have changed drastically because of that, and I also kind of see, I watch a lot of politics, and uh, I'm one of those nerds that watches (laughs) C-SPAN. I admit it. I do it. Um, just because I don't want to filter um, a lot of the times when I, I look to see what's going on. Uh-huh. But I do see a lot of politicians, and this is on both sides. This is not a left or a right thing, and I'm actually an independent voter, and I just I choose who I want. I don't do parties. Uh, <laughs> but I see a lot of politicians trying to say, oh, it's so-and-so's fault, or it's th- this group's fault, or, you know, um, we need to get back to religious basics. And you, you see this thing where – they're skirting dangerously close to not having separation of church and state, which is kind of the whole reason the United States was a thing because we broke away from the church of England and crazy King George and his taxation without representation. And we all had to, you know, we wanted religious freedoms or freedom from religion. If you did, didn't happen to be religious and and that's kind of how our constitution is working and then you kind of see um, executive orders and bills being you know put up that moves us a little bit closer to not having a separation between the two and it becomes a little scary for anyone who's paying attention and realizes that yes you are indeed free to have any religion you want but that also means other people are also allowed to have that freedom as well right so we don't live in a theocracy where this is happening yes Whereas with this show, they've picked a religion. They've kind of gone all out with it. <laughs> they've had wardrobe changes. I mean, there's no going back once you throw out the old clothes. So <laughs> they're going with it. And it's it's kind of horrifying. And we, we kind of know with this episode how much of a break from reality this world is because we see the birthing ceremony. Yes. And it's kind of a bizarre acid trip thing where you know the 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 mother um is with the other wives and she's pretending she's going through these mock delivery mock labor pains yeah the simulated labor thing what is this how crazy do you have to be to do that even with the ice and and like rubbing Uh like what are you rubbing her back and stuff she's just She's not pregnant. Yeah. And and the woman upstairs who's now surrounded uh by all the handmaids because apparently they all have to come. They don't have a choice. Yeah. The, the, the birthing bus picks them up and you go, I mean, you just go, you don't ask questions, you go. And and they're in there and they're chanting, you know, push, push, breathe, breathe. And, you know, I remember having children and if I had a bunch of crazy people all dressed (laughs) the same, chanting at me, I would not be accountable for what come out of my mouth. I'm just saying I would not make it in this world (laughs) as a handmaid. (laughs) No, I mean, it's just such a difference. Like you have offered and a small group of the handmaids show up 
because obviously mm-hmm. there's only so many birthing buses. Right. And they see the women, the wives, all sitting there, like, in the, the living room, the beautiful place, with, like, grapes, and they're giving her ice, which is just weird. And they're oh, and drinking they champagne. And, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then later we see them get frustrated because they're like, how long is this going to take? This is taking forever. Is she almost ready to have the baby? You know, yeah. and the wives are just like, it's like they're so far removed, they don't understand what's actually happening. Yeah, and you've got crazy like a wolf, Janine, up there with her one eye giving birth. And she's like, no, 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 I, I have to get up. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm fine. And they're like, you ain't going anywhere. Get back here. <laughs> Right. I mean, I I don't think, and and she's the crazy one, and I don't think I could be even as restrained as the crazy one. I'd be like, no, 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 we're all done here. <laughs> and even when she goes to have the baby, they put her in a chair. Now, I, uh-huh. I don't know what it's like. That just looks like it'd be a little uncomfortable. But they have the wife come and sit in a higher level the of bed. the chair. Oh, yeah, like she's behind there, and right. she's, like, involved. Like she's pushing, and <laughs> swear to God, with what's on the look that was coming across her face, I'm like, she's going to crap on herself. I thought I thought that was probably going to happen, and I was a little disappointed when it didn't, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, and right when Janine gives birth to the baby, they basically kick her out. They put the wife in the bed right. to bond with the baby, and they name her Angela. Oh, how beautiful. And Janine's like, yeah, I named her Charlotte. <laughs> right. I felt so bad because then you have all the handmaids. You have... Aunt Lydia? Elizabeth or... No, Aunt or, Lydia. Lydia, She's Aunt like, Lydia. Look, girls, look what could happen. And, like, all the handmaids, you know, several of them have probably had kids previous to this happening. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of huddle around and they start hugging her because I think they all had that that bond and that fear. Like, mm-hmm. this could happen to us and they're going to take the baby and they just treat you like nothing more than a wet nurse. Exactly. You're kind of, you know, oh, you know, she'll get to feed the baby, you know, for the first month or so. And then she's on her way to her next assignment. And that's just horrifying to me to be taken away from your children that way, knowing that you were basically an incubator. It is your biological child. Um, as far as I know, they're not inseminating them. They're actually having sex and using the handmaid's eggs. Yeah. And someone else is going to raise that child. And what really horrified me, and I don't know if it did other people, but when they say the baby is a girl, and I'm like, oh, dear God, are they going to raise this child to be a handmaid herself? You know what? I wondered that myself. Because they're like, See, okay, I was all happy, and we've seen girls. Like in the I would have been horrified, even if I was the wife. Right. Oh, Lord, you're going to take my precious child away from me. And all of them, like the wives and the handmaids, they're all like, this is a triumph. You know, give ourselves a round of applause. We did this. Another child, healthy child into the world. And I'm like, talk about it takes a village. I mean, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I totally get it. Because when, I think it was first episode, when Offred and Offred are going to the store and they pass a school and they see mm-hmm. these little girls come out. Yes, I'm wondering, see are them. these the wives' children now, or are they possibly, will they be separated I, into the different groups later? It's like, what's happening? I'm really unclear about how all of that works, and I haven't finished the book because I'm, you know, I'm kind of pacing myself and waiting as the show goes on because I still want to be surprised. <laughs> I'm foolish that way, I guess. But, yeah, when you see the little girls, you're like, okay, are they there because it's school and, you know, 
education is segregated, boys and girls, because, you know, you couldn't have the mixing. Um, Or are these actual children that have been tested and these little girls, you know, do have the capability, I think, to reproduce and become handmaids themselves? And what at what age do they take them? And, And with each child being so precious... And the the whole purpose of a household and having a handmaid is so that you have children. They keep repeating, give me children or I shall die, only to take those girl children away. Seems kind of counterintuitive to me. So I'm wondering if the children of the handmaids, if they're healthy and can produce, they just become mm-hmm. wives of the next generation of commanders. Yeah, I wonder instead. because... It's, but I mean, they're definitely training them. That they're they're wearing red, um, and they're definitely you know with the 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 aunts, and it, it makes you wonder. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because you know I don't want to spoil anyone. But yeah, I really wonder what happens and and what is the, what is the end goal? Is it so that you know people can you know, form natural marriages and relationships and have their own children again? Or do they plan, you know, this is the way we're going to do it from now on. And everyone else who comes after the the handmaids that were forced into this kind of service, uh, they'll grow up knowing that this was the purpose meant for their lives and they won't know any better. So they won't want another way or another life. They won't miss their old life. That would be depressing. Yeah. So... I'm just I, the the scene with the little girls really made me think a lot because I'm like okay and they didn't really explain it either and I I think maybe we'll get more of that later but yeah what a world to live in where especially if not only to be a handmaid and to know you had a girl and she might suffer the same awful fate that you yourself are living but to be a wife and all this work and giving up your husband and to know that this child, if they're healthy enough to reproduce, you're going to take them away. Because we do know, basically, from this episode, how the wives feel about all the hand Oh, yeah. Because Alfred was down taking stuff to the kitchen, you know, empty glasses or whatever, and that's when her mistress, I guess, is so mm-hmm. like, she's like, come with me. And, and there's like three, what, two or three other wives in the room. With all do the we cookies. know the mistress's name yet? Do we what? Do we know her mistress's name yet? Uh, her real, well, in, she's listed as Serena Joy, but I don't think they've said her name. Okay, yeah. Oh, her name is Serena. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Okay. Um, and then um, Alfred being of Fred, then we know the commander's name is Fred. Right. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah I, I think they've referred to her. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> you know. She's taking stuff to the kitchen. They're asking her, you know, is it coming soon? Did you hear the word breach? You know, like she's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they kind of treat her a little bit like an animal or a pet or a dog. And they're like, oh, honey, do you want a cookie? Oh, sugar isn't good for them. And, right. and she's standing there. <laughs> right. And then saying, you know, we have to just deal with what we get. You know, they're such sluts and whores. It's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you're saying this. And then. She takes the cookie. I think she took the cookie mostly because her mistress didn't want her to. Yeah, and then she didn't even eat it. She, like, spit it out. She's like, ah, ah, ah. That was her, like, one form of rebellion. Right. And then just kind of leaving it on the counter in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. I, I would not last two seconds as a handmaid. I They'd have to kill me. They would I couldn't be, do it. Yeah, they'd be beating my ass pretty much daily is the problem um but like i said we did get a little bit more because in the beginning we see her walking to the store again with off 
um, Offlin. I don't know why I keep screwing that up. Uh, and we find out that she used to be a book editor, mm-hmm. and she was from Brooklyn. And Offlin was a professor at university, and she was mm-hmm. from Missouri. So I'm like, we don't know where they are. We're assuming this is northeast, I believe is what I said. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that, yeah, I'm assuming it's like New York area somewhere there. Maybe upper New York. Yeah, like upstate somewhere. Yeah. And then we see them like turning down a Catholic church, and they say they're re- erasing all the Catholic churches. Uh huh. Very strange because last episode when we were having the ceremony, you know, mm-hmm. they're reading out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But uh, then again, like how many different religions read out of Bibles? It just tailored to, I guess, each religion. So right, I'm guessing this isn't a Catholic thing at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I think the Pope is pretty upset right now. <laughs> I, I would be interested to see how other countries feel about what America has become. I think we'd get something later, which you would know more than me, because I, I mm-hmm. swear I see, read something about we get um, a group from Mexico come in. Yes, okay. we do. So we I won't talk about anything. it. <laughs> but we also find out in this episode that the American flag now only has two stars, uh-huh. and the capital is Anchorage. But uh, I want to know what the other, the other one is. Is it Hawaii? I mean, is that all that's left? I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I was just like, okay. I was just kind of going with it. <laughs> but they were talking about the war in Chicago. So yes. There was some kind of uprising. We don't really know details. Um yeah. I'm just, glad I wasn't dealing with I'm like, what are they talking about? And it's so funny to me, because we talked about this before in our other show, whenever they say something about Chicago, I'm like, oh, my God, Chicago. I'm like, wait, this isn't good. But this happened in yeah, exactly. the host as well. They were in Chicago, and I'm like, oh, crap. Great. The aliens are coming, and they're going to. It's always Chicago. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with us over <laughs> here. Apparently, we have a lot of crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I lived in Chicago for, for 15 years, and then we moved down to Atlanta. So I'm right there with you. I'm like, Chicago? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, wait. Why? Why? Uh, the only thing I can think of with the Great Lakes and all the shipping, that would be like the the best place for something to happen, but... I think it's because Chicago has the best food, so, you know, therefore... We do have really good food. <laughs> These people are not going to stand for it. We've got good food. We've got nine months of white winter weather. <laughs> we drive in feet of snow. Nothing's going to stop us. Of course, we're going to be the ones. The Chicagoans are going to rise up. Oh, we're going to cause problems, because true. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole weather thing. Yeah, you're right. Like, what? Three feet of snow? They, I'm still going to work. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Exactly. Yeah. You get up, you dig your car out, and you go to work. So, yeah, I could see Chicago rising up for a variety of reasons where people in Orlando are probably like, you know, snow came down, and, yeah, we can't really deal with that. Even Atlanta, it two inches caused the snow apocalypse. So they're not going to rise up. They're like, yeah, you know what? It's kind of hot. So um, we're just going to let things happen. There will be no up rising today thanks <laughs> oh, that's horrible. but yeah Funny i mean i really that's... am um curious about getting to know more about this world and how it came to be and the way that they slowly do the reveals and it's the same way in the book it's just it makes it so compelling like it's very very hard to turn the book off mm-hmm. when i get to a certain point i'm like but but just maybe a few minutes more and i'm like nope turn it off but just uh, the next chapter Exactly. And I have to stop myself. And with the TV show, with them releasing the first three episodes, like I literally subscribed to Hulu 
so that I could watch the show. Like we'd had it and then I'd canceled it. And then I heard this was coming on and I literally did my free trial of Hulu, ended up keeping Hulu again because I can't miss Handmaiden's Tale. Right. So. I think this is what a lot of people are doing right now. Because they're like, this yeah, is great. Yeah, I mean, great. it was a really good way to get subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I didn't just, you see poor Janine with her, her mangled up oh, eye. I and felt so bad for Janine. Mm, yeah. And I felt actually worse later when they bring her the baby Mm-hmm. The, and they kind of shake her, you right. know, like, are you up? She's like, wake up. This baby needs a nip. It's like, wow. It's just like, Rude. wake up and feed the baby. And that was all that she's used, there for. But she was singing. It was kind of mm-hmm. sweet and talking it to was, the baby. I was afraid for her, though. I was really thinking the wife was going to come in and, like, snatch the baby away. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you have to imagine that the wives don't like it. The baby has to go to her. Like, if I were one of the wives... Like, I'd go all out. I'd be owning that green dress, first of all. And I'd be like, okay, we're getting a breast pump, and this is how it's going to go. <laughs> well, they want it all going back to and nature. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't make a very good wife either, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I think we'd be in Anchorage. I don't know. Yeah, we'd, yeah. we'd be sent off somewhere. Probably. But I would disclose because I know, where, yeah. <laughs> I know where they send them, but I won't say <laughs> So we also have the driver, and he. Yes. It was kind of interesting this back and forth. You know, he he tells her, he tells Alfred. I'm sorry, I need to say who her is. There's so many hers. <laughs> he tells Alfred not to get too close to Offlin because she's dangerous, and then says uh-huh. the commander wants to see you later. Was it 9 p.m. sharp? And it's yeah. alone, and she's like, but why? He's like, I don't know. And what do you do when you're put in that situation? You know you're probably not supposed to, but if you don't, you're probably going to be in trouble anyway. So it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. Right. It's just, and like, what do you do? And do you trust the driver even? Right, because he could be the eye. We don't know. And the fact well, that the right, the fact that yeah. he's looking at her, like well, we don't think I is. She was taking off her shoes and socks because she had gotten wet because she got mm-hmm. caught in the rain. And, like, her, what was it, like, right above her knee was showing. Yes. And he was, like, staring at her. That sexy, sexy knee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, be careful. And he walks away. It was like, all right, that was weird. Is she you trying little... to see, like, how far she can push this? Or I, I don't know. You get a little more information as to why that knee is so sexy. Um, and they haven't really said it yet in the series, but they have in the book. And the, in the book reorders things a little bit so you um like some scenes are you know before or after but um yeah they do explain why a knee might be so sexy but at the same time i'm like really a knee really don't think about it it used to be an ankle come on oh yeah that's true that's true we're going way back yeah (laughs) they wear these awful boots with no shoestring those are awful boots i guess they would hang themselves with shoestrings like you know yeah, if you notice their outfits, they don't have any ties or strings or anything like that on them, and they're not really allowed to have anything in their room. So I, I can imagine that they have a high suicide rate. Uh, I mean... Well, yeah, because in episode one, she says, you know, the gla- glass on these windows won't break. The yeah. windows won't open. Yep. Because they don't want us to kill ourselves. But it was just like, holy crap. It, it's weird when you see the little things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm still wondering about the driver, though. 
The driver is definitely suspicious. I'm like, is he interested in her? Is he a spy trying to get her to misbehave? Is he a part of the resistance? I mean... There's so much we don't know. Yeah. He's definitely a mystery. And we did have Offlin at the the birthing. And her Mm -hmm. and Mm Offred quietly talking. And she's like, the commander wants to see me. She's like, well, let me see if I can find out. Which nobody has known anything. Right. So she's probably a part of the resistance. And did we find out um, in her previous life she had um, a, a female partner? Yeah. And she was a lesbian, and, and they had adopted a son, I think? Well, they had a son. Um, she didn't officially okay. say adopt. I don't know if, if they adopted a son or if one of them had had a son. Probably um, Offlin. Yes. Since she can't get down. Right. Because in, in the birthing mobile, <laughs> yes. The birth mobile. That sounds weird. When they're driving back, you know, everybody's asleep and she's whispering to Offred. Um, oh, that was funny. She's what like, she said. yeah, you know, nobody's heard of anything. Just let me know. Basically, she's like, yeah, I'm resistance, but you know, who can you trust? She's more dangerous. A carpet munching something or gender other, traitor. and I was like, gender yeah. traitor. Yes, and I was like, oh, <laughs> and that kind yeah. of freaked me out that she said it. And it's like, okay, it's not just the two of them because any uh-huh. one of those girls could possibly not be asleep and not trustworthy exactly i was like "Ooh, they're being so dangerous <laughs> and it was just kind of worrisome and it's like uh okay yeah she's gonna tell you if she hears anything from the commander but you know at the same time maybe you shouldn't be talking about it right now exactly that was my thought but i i guess everyone was just knocked out from all the excitement yeah okay uh, excitement but, or maybe they were drugged. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who knows? Could be anything. <laughs> the cookies. I don't know. <laughs> but we do have the meeting that happened with the commander. And yes. I was worried what would happen. But at the same time, it's like, okay, she's the lead character that we're following. So she's not going to die yet. Yeah, but, you know, is this going to set up something that has the potential to jeopardize everything for her? Yeah. Is this the crux? Well, And he... Not as he bad. wants to play Scrabble. Which <laughs> actually is kind of dangerous because they're not supposed to be reading or anything. So No. Exactly. Is he trying to gauge how smart she actually is? Possibly. Um, or does he have another reason as to why he wants to form a relationship with her? Um, and I think we will get more of that later but i mean it's just kind of like really he brought me in here and for any reason and it's to play scrabble and she's she's just kind of you know taken aback uh offered is by really scrabble and and even i was when i was watching this i'm like really yeah, that was pretty much my same reaction because i'm like what's he gonna do what is he trying to set her up for and i'm like mm-hmm. is the wife gonna come in and the test yeah I, I did not know but even in the tense situation, you know, she was able to kind of joke. And I felt like she probably had a moment of, oh, this is like back how it used to be. Because mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm going to be on a trip. But when I get back, maybe we can do this again. She's like, I'll check my schedule. You know, kind of like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, I was really surprised that she was bold enough to make a, a joke like that. But it was perfect. It was perfect. And then they ended it with a handshake. Which yep. seems like really something that would not happen. No. So I was in the surprised. It's a little bit different, but we get that difference in a in a later episode. Oh, okay. I'm so, just yeah. kind of 
I'm happy the way it ended, which I think Alfred was too, because she goes back up to her room and she she's like, Ooh, it was a nervous laugh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same yeah. time, again, you see, have the driver like uh-huh. watching the window. Yep, watching her as she's walking to her shopping partner, and the shopping partner turns around, and it is not Auckland. It's Auckland, but not yes. We have a different. Yeah, life. it's the new Auckland. <laughs> so. What could have happened? Could the driver have turned her in for who knows what? Because it seems like it could be absolutely anything, mm-hmm. as we'd seen on, on the street, that when they were watching the church get torn down, all of a sudden the eyes were there, and they kind of panicked that they could be coming for one of them, and they mm-hmm. just take a random guy off the street. Yep, and we- which is, is disturbing in and of itself, that you can just be walking, minding your own business, and because you, you did something you know minor, like maybe you gave a woman a newspaper or something, and they're going to haul you off and you know string you up on the wall, which is just crazy. It's really disturbing, and the fact that they're showing, and without showing, you know, if that uh-huh. makes sense, it, it just carried. Yep. And I didn't talk about it last episode, and I explained after the show to Ingrid, we didn't talk about the sex, but it opened with sex this one. And I'll tell you why I didn't talk about it. It felt very awkward watching it, and it was very much like when you're a kid and a mm-hmm. sex scene comes on and you're sitting in the room with your parents and you're like, oh, crap, I, I don't, I shouldn't look at this. Yeah. I don't know where to look. Because, like, yeah. nobody's <laughs> making eye contact. Everybody's fully clothed. Yeah, and you have the wife, and in, Alfred in is, like, with her head in between the wife's legs, and the wife is a part of it holding her hands, and it's just, it's a level of creepy I could not have ever imagined. Yes. So thank you, Handmaid's Tale. You've taken me somewhere I've never <laughs> gone before. <laughs> the commander is just in full dress. Basically, he just unzips his pants, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even take his vest off. No. I don't think he took his watch out of his pocket either. I mean, it's just like, and he's not looking. He's just holding on to, like, the bedpost. And mm-hmm. it was, oh, it was just so awkward. And even the rhythm was awkward. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like. It because just, it, it, I think that was the point, to try to make you feel as awkward as the situation was. They did a wonderful job. Yes. <laughs> you guys, because it was weird yes um uh, yeah it was awkward it was weird i watched it by myself and i was still looking around like anyone else seeing this uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's just one of those things that i feel like how to portray this without any kind of graphicness happening and that's exactly what it, well, it was yeah. as non-graphic as possible because you yeah and nothing. the book is really the book is really the same way as as it describes it. It's very clinical. It is a ceremony. Uh, it talks about how, you know, the ceremony and the bedroom being the wife's domain, nothing happens without her permission. Uh, and they and it's not graphic whatsoever and it makes you feel really uncomfortable even reading it in a book. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, great job to the author and great job to the production people who brought it to life on screen because, whoa, I felt awkward. Right, and this <laughs> is a real big difference from The Handmaid's Tale movie from the 90s. Actually, I think it was from mm-hmm. 1990. Like, a lot different, the sex scene. So I recommend trying to watch that. That was in, I haven't watched it, but um, is that is that one, I think, was a different country. Made made for a different country? Or was it in uh, the states? I think it was the states. Okay. Yeah, because they were I, running for I, Canada I, I, then too. 
which okay. apparently Canada has kept their sense about them. I said that last episode, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Ingrid, you're lucky to be in Canada. Everybody wanted to go there. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, overall, this episode lets you feel all the awkward feelings. Mm-hmm. that the handmaids are having. Last episode, you got to see in that one moment all the hatred and anger in that one scene, you know, the group, yes. group mentality. And so I can yep. only wonder what the next episode, which you've seen, I haven't, like what kind of version we're getting because we're seeing the handmaids, we're seeing the anger, mm-hmm. we're seeing the awkwardness. Now what are we seeing next? The next episode is going to make you mad. Uh, see, we we keep getting all these feelings, so hopefully everybody is like on board. It's not that many it's, episodes. So. It's horrifying, awkward, and then it's really, really gonna make you mad. <laughs> so, but it's good. Oh God, there's so much happening. I can't wait for you to see it. It is, yeah, it's one of those that you just like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot believe. Like, just when you think that this series and, and the book has surprised you enough, okay, this is it. This world is screwed up. Um, it can't be any more screwed up. Oh, wait, I spoke too soon. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's, that's not Because there are new up. and exciting situations that the handmaids and the wives uh, get themselves in and, and just everyone in this world where you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> Was there nothing else to vote for? Was this the only choice? I mean, come on, people. I'm going to be like, all right, Jennifer, got to go. Got to watch now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So anything else about birthday that you felt was, like, really important? Uh, Just um, the overall shock of it being a different person that she's meeting with at the end. I kind of felt that 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 would happen, but I didn't think it would happen this way. And and after seeing the one guy kind of disappear and we don't know where he went and and now off Glenn has kind of disappeared and we don't know where she went. It's a little frightening, especially when you've got Mike watching um, Alfred. Is he her friend? Is he, you know, not? I mean, there is more to Mike. I will say that. But yeah, I was really kind of taken aback that I was surprised that it was a different person. Oh, well, I'm worried about what's how many of them are going to be switching up. I feel like that's going to happen a lot, but I will make sure to keep you all informed because that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the rest of the season. There are only eight episodes, so it won't be a very long season, but we do have a season two coming, which is like what's going to happen there. That should be interesting. Yeah, and I wonder if we're getting the whole book in the eight seasons or if season two will continue the, the book or if we will get additions onto the story after after the book like more information in addition to the book so many questions not enough answers i know <laughs> but if you guys have any information for us shoot us an email at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com check out the page uh i'm sorry check out the facebook page why do i never say all the words check out the facebook page check out our website it's all over everywhere and uh we will definitely read it and if you have some interesting theories and maybe want to join us later, you know, shoot us a message. We can always talk about it. And eventually when this season is done and hopefully I finally get a book in hand, I mm-hmm. will have, they've been selling out. I know like crazy. I was wishing somebody was in New York when they had that big like promotional. Oh, thing it was, get me a book. Those out. That was so cool. 
but we're going to do a book to screen to screen. So that means Jennifer <laughs> will have to watch the movie back from 1990. I will, yes. And I will have to have the book read, and then we'll compare everything. So thank you for joining me, Jennifer, on the second episode of Handmaid's Tale, and I look forward to talking to you more about this this season. From the Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I've been Jennifer. And until next, until next time... <laughs>